Hey there, friends, it's Nick, and this is episode 384 of the Story Hacker podcast. Now, in the last episode, I promised to talk a bit about George, um, my mate George. And um, for those of you who haven't heard the previous George episodes in this series, um, I first met George when my wife and I moved into our cottage um, in Hampshire in 1999. He was a pensioner. He lived next door with his wife and... Um, he cut his own wood. That's the thing I remember. He'd be out there in the morning chopping his own wood with an axe. You know, so he was a seriously fit guy. But what I really, I didn't realise at the time was he was already then in his, um, well, in his late 70s. And uh, he'd already lived in the little house next to us with his wife for 40 years. And when I say little house, I mean little. It's actually the house that I'm... Um, talking to you from now there's one room downstairs and a tiny kitchenette one room upstairs and a tiny tiny bathroom and that's it and that's where they lived um they bought it in 1959 and they came on a horse and cart he his wife and their young son and um really coming into this place um was in some ways like stepping back in time and um He sort of became, I guess, the sort of the granddad figure on the other side of the fence to my kids. And um, his wife died in 2006 and we really, we were really worried about him. But he was, George is one of those guys who's, who, you know, always, always takes the best view of things and is always positive, was always looking for a laugh and a chat and just the opposite of, I mean, I, you know, a lot of old people have, have things to be unhappy about, but blimey, some of them are unhappy. And George was never like that. And because, because he was never like that, you know, we became mates. And when he, you know, sadly, three, three years ago or so, he could no longer get up the stairs in his tiny cottage and he went to live in a home we bought it from him and that's this is the as I say this is where I now work from we did it up we spent a year you know doing it all up and fixing the things that needed fixing and you know what have you putting in heating and things like that this was the thing you see they lived a totally different life you know they they didn't have central heating they you know when we first met them they were cooking off a off a wood burner um but all the way through George kept his equanimity and kept his sense of humour and I've been really lucky to have him as a friend and a role model really because well now he's 99 years old he was 99 in February and um, you know fortunately I got to take him out before Covid locked down you know <laughs> locked down the care homes in the UK and the great thing about the care home where George is it's not you know super plush or anything but they are just on it and because George is still happy and still friendly and still making the best of it of course they love him to pieces they call him Georgius <laughs> as I've said said on this podcast before um, but sadly of course you know I've it's been really tough to see him um, over the last six seven months and um I've made it in there once. You have to book in now. I've made it in there once and we had a lovely chat. 
Um, and I was hoping to go again. And then a couple of weeks ago, I heard that George had fallen and broken his hip. And, you know, at 99, that's that's a pretty serious thing, obviously. And um, the thing was, he's still George. So, so, so what's happened with George is he broke his hip on a Friday. He had an operation on the Saturday to put a new one in. And a couple of days ago, less than two weeks after he fell, he went back to the home walking with his walker like he was walking before and doing really well. Typical George. And the funny thing about him is he's just always been slow and steady and strong. And it really resonated with me because I'm doing all of this, um, you know, this kind of reading up and, and exercise and what have you. And the, the book I've mentioned a couple of times recently, um, The Art of Resilience by Ross Edgeley. He talks about, he's swimming around the UK, swimming around the Great Britain, sorry, not the UK. Um, and he talks about the difference between fast and slow and how fast is fragile and slow is strong. And that just epitomises George for me. But it also is very relevant to us and our businesses and the stories we tell. I think I'm, I'm increasingly, increasingly suspicious of fast as a strategy. You know, I mean, we all know about the kind of the obvious get rich quick kind of stuff that's out there. But so many of these kind of um, tactics, these kind of things that you read that that talk about making quick inroads, I think the thing is they don't last. And when I look at someone like George, what I'm looking at is, you know, if you is a consistent approach over not just years but decades that has made him friends made him happy kept him fit and healthy you know he's 99 and they still said he could go under general anesthetic to have his hip replaced that is something and i think when we're thinking about the the way in which we are running our business the ways that you know that what we're doing to build our business. It's really useful to ask this simple question. Is this sustainable? You know, can I can I see myself keep doing it? And there's two, two sides to that. One is, can you actually keep doing it? Will it keep returning, um, you know, a decent return on investment? And the other is, do you want to keep doing it? Because if you don't want to keep doing it, it's not going to work. Right. And I think, you know, one of the great sort of journeys um, it's really useful to go to go through is to get to the stage where you can find the thing that you are happy to do, you are able to do and will compound over time. And, um, you know, it took me a long time to find that. And, in, you know, in some areas, of course, I'm still searching or. We're not talking about being inflexible here. In the last episode, I talked about how it is possible to change. So we don't we don't want to be using, we've always done it this way as an excuse not to do the hard thing. That's not what I mean. But on the other hand, I think it re it's really important to try and find the thing that you can see yourself carrying on doing, the principles, 
how you are selling, how you are building your business, your brand, you know, whatever. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I think story can be so powerful because if we tell a story and we tell a consistent story, we build a reputation. It may not be fast, it probably it may not be sexy, but you know, we're stuck so often in a short-term view. And I just think about George, I think about the 20 years that I've known him and the 40 years he lived in this particular house, this room where I'm standing before I even knew him. And I think, yeah, Ross is right. Fast can be fragile, but slow is strong. Thanks for listening. And remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.